0: Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome back to the UBS Market Moves Podcast Channel. Today, we are joined by colleagues from UBS Asset Management for the Macro Monthly Podcast, where we will hear from members of UBS Asset Management's multi-asset team for their thoughts on the markets, as well as for an update on the UBS Asset Management multi-asset portfolios or maps. Today, we are joined by Evan Brown, Portfolio Manager and Head of Multi-Asset Strategy, as well as Tom Dignan, head of multi-asset investment specialists. Here is their conversation.
1: As always, we're excited to be here. Evan, let's jump right in. I know you've been arguing that the path to a soft landing is widening, and just in the past couple weeks, we've had a lot of economic data, earnings, central bank meetings. So how how have the recent developments fit into your outlook? Thanks, Tom. So the data are encouragingly coming in uh, In line with our, with our outlook, in line with the idea that you can get inflation to come down without necessarily having a recession. And I mean, we're, we're seeing ongoing resilience in the US economy. The, uh, we've had over the last couple of weeks, plenty of growth data and almost everything is surprised to the upside. GDP, uh, consumer confidence, jobless claims, Durable goods orders, housing. So it's really across the entire economy that, uh, that things are, are going well. And, and what the U.S. economy is showing is that because of strong balance sheets coming in, because people, a number of people have locked in low rates on their mortgages, uh, for, for a number of years, that the economy is a little bit less interest rate sensitive. has been able to withstand the, the 500 basis points of, of hikes that we've seen. Uh, over the last year and a half. So, uh, in line with growth doing well, uh, earnings are doing well. And for the second quarter so far, earnings are coming in, uh, about six and a half percent, uh, above expectations, which is, uh, earnings typically beat expectations, but, but, uh, this is above the average of about four to 5%. And the good news, as well as as I mentioned, inflation is now really coming down. It's it's uh we had a drop in headline inflation in June, year over year uh rate from four percent to three percent, uh in core inflation five point three percent to four point eight percent, you know, still pretty elevated, but we know that uh a few based on leading indicators that a few things that have been pushing up inflation, like shelter costs, like uh uh, and, and rents in particular, like, uh, used car prices, those are all, uh, stabilizing and, and moderating. So, uh, we expect to see more inflation, uh, coming down. And so for the central banks, you know, this allows the, the Fed, uh, to be a little bit more, uh, data dependent. And that's the message that we, that we got last week from the Fed is that they're, they're, Encouraged by the news that we've seen so far. Now the Fed staff, which had prior to this been saying that they need to see a a recession to get inflation down. They no longer view that as the case. It's not embedded in their, in their forecast. And so that allows the Fed to be a little bit more patient and uh, not be rushing to to hike rates uh, anymore. So that's all the U.S. economy and just briefly international. It's a little bit murkier uh europe is soft the central bank action uh, the the tightening has had more of an effect on uh on that economy just very heavy in in bank lending as opposed to with uh, bond issuance and corporate finance and uh and and china also is feeding into that europe exports a lot to china and china's really been losing a lot of momentum since their initial uh reopening boost so uh, overall the growth momentum right now is, is concentrated in the U.S. Alright, so there really has been a lot going on. What, what does that mean for equity positioning in maps? And then can you speak to any changes recently? Sure, so we, it, we did, um, in June, uh, early June, move overweight equities on the view that, uh, that this probability of a soft landing was, was rising and, and the anticipation that we could have this this solid growth um and really paying attention to the leading indicators for inflation which were we're showing that we uh, uh we we can get inflation down natural rebalancing kind of a resolution of some of the pandemic related effects that that have been pushing up inflation um so what we did was we went overweight uh in in the US um across across regions also in Japan but we, uh, we went overweight in the U.S. because that's where the cyclical strength is. Um, but we focused our U.S. overweight in the equal weight index and into mid caps. Now the market weight S&P 500 is of course heavily dominated with the, uh, with the big tech names, which have done phenomenally well so far this year. But to us, look, uh, Look very highly valued, and so um, we we didn't want to be actively, aggressively buying uh, the market weighted index. More a more balanced and a more cyclical uh, approach to um, to equities. The same with mid caps, more cyclical as well. Um, the we've also in the ETF maps been increasing you know the cyclical sectors versus defensive. So we've been Adding industrials over uh, staples and healthcare, so our our moves uh, last week have largely been um, just moving further in this in this direction because we are getting confirmation of our of our thesis, and um, it's not we we see more room for this uh, for this to run and and midcast equal weight as much as the market weight index is highly valued. These indexes are uh, about average relative to their to their history. In fact, May cast are a little bit undervalued. So um, uh, so that's that's where we are with the. US. We're funding that. US position, that overweight out of Europe, as I mentioned, in you know, challenging environment there. Um, and Japan is a really interesting story because there's pretty dramatic measures on on corporate reform. Uh, that are finally happening there, and, and companies being pushed to to put their cash to work, either uh, via via um, giving money back to investors or investing in, in capex, and it's just a a stronger uh, overall growth environment in Japan, which we want to capitalize on. Well, I I love that equal weight and midcap bet as a way to really take advantage of the economic resilience, and and you've been so right and so ahead. Of the market on that resilience story, so I'm going to put a little pressure on you now. Um, what are the risks to your outlook and then also what are you doing in fixed income? So we do have to be conscious that the the market is increasingly pricing in our view, right and so there's more vulnerability to unexpected bad news. it's not it's not obvious uh, what that will be. These things can come out of nowhere like like Silicon Valley Bank did in in, in March um and that and that just speaks to the need for diversification in portfolios and 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 why multi asset being multi asset is is so important because we just there are unknown unknowns out there and uh and so because we are more cyclically oriented in our equity position, the primary risk to our views is that growth data starts to deteriorate against our expectations, you know, the labor market really starts to to weaken. Little evidence of that right now, but we have to be open-minded that, that that can change. So what we're doing is, you know, we're funding our equity overweight via fixed income, but we're actually able to create a small overweight to duration even though in capital terms we're underweight fixed income uh because we're we bought further out the curve in treasuries and investment grade. And so that means that um, you know we have some protection there in case we're wrong about the economic environment and growth falters and therefore our more cyclical equity positioning uh, falters as well.
0: Well, Tom, Evan, thank you again for joining us for the Macro Monthly Podcast with UBS Asset Management. For our listeners, thank you for your time. We look forward to bringing you another edition next month. This podcast is presented for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. It does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any specific product or service. UBS does not provide legal or tax advice, and we would recommend listeners to obtain appropriate independent professional advice. Some of the views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Group AG or a UBS Financial Services Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. These services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at UBS.com forward slash Relationship Summary. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS Group AG and is a member of FINRA and SIPC.